Hello and welcome to the big debate on the Footy Feed podcast. I am Riley Beveridge. I'm joined today by Cal Toomey and Mitch Cleary. And today we're debating an interesting topic. Who's closer to a premiership? Is it Hawthorne or is it Melbourne? Two sides in differing stages of their list build. Hawthorne continues to top up an experience list. Melbourne went to the bottom and are now trying to work their way back to the top. Of course, they were successful in 2018 in differing respects. The Hawks made the top four. The Ds made the prelims. Both missed the finals last year. Cal, I'll start with you. You're debating the red and blue corner. I am, and it's no debate, Mitch. And Riley, it's clearly Melbourne <laughs> in this argument. There's not even a shred of, um, you know, thinking that it could be the Hawks. Look, I know that last year is fresh in the minds of many when we look at the Demons, but it's just an isolation year, basically. It was something that it was you didn't see coming. It was came on the back of the fact that they had 14 surgeries off uh, off season that they had to get their heads around. And they probably didn't handle the hype too well, but they've been dragged completely back down to earth over summer. They've got new fitness boss in Darren Burgess, who is riding them completely hard. And I just love the midfield that they've been able to produce now, Mitch. Um, the additions of Ed Langdon and Adam Tomlinson over summer have perfectly curved off that midfield for me. I think there were some dramas with the pace of the group last year, and these two aren't going to be um, speed freaks, but... The brilliant running capacity of both of them on either wing complements that inside star factor of Clayton Oliver. We know how good Jack Viney can be. Uh, Angus Brayshaw came third in the Brownlow Medal a couple of years ago. James Harden is a quality player. And Christian Petrarca, when he goes in there and is unleashed in that midfield role, provides something completely new too. All at the feet, of course, of Max Gorn. So, who, you know, doesn't, with due respect to John Segler, he doesn't hold a candle to what Max Gorn can produce in the ruck. So, I think the Hawks are clearly, when you're matching up the Ds and the Hawks, are clearly second rate in terms of that midfield group. Well, great to hear that you've changed your tune on Ruckman, Cal. It was only a week ago on this platform that you were saying they had no influence on the game. So we'll take that out of the, the whole conversation. And I was going to start with the, the pros at the Hawks, but we may as well start with the negatives at the Demons, if that's the way you want to kick things off. You, you say that Melbourne, uh, no one could see 2019 coming. Well, I'll refute that and I'll say no one could see 2018 coming. Who's to say that wasn't a season out of the box. People go to Hawthorne Cal to fix their injuries. And it appears right now that people go to Melbourne to get injured. Adam Tomlinson, he had an injury all this preseason, just got up for round one. Stephen May, we've hardly seen him on the big, big money that he's come into at Melbourne, hardly been cited. And you talk about that midfield at the Demons. Oh, big, it's money nice. at, big money at Melbourne. Stephen May. Stephen May. Yeah. Did I say Benel? I meant May. We'll put them both in there. Um, and you talk about the nice midfield they're getting. Oh, it looks great when Jack Viney has 20 contested. It's so nice when Clayton Oliver has 43 handballs in a game. But how many of them can kick the footy to a forward line, let's be honest, that hinges on the shoulders of Tom McDonald, who has had one good season as a forward? Name me one player at Melbourne who is a better kick of the footy than James Sicily, Chad Wingard, Jay Garamira, or Tom Scully. You, I wouldn't put Jay Garamira in the, the absolute top bracket of kickers. I'd say Christian Salem's a pretty good user of the footy too, coming out of half back. Just on who saw 2018 coming, well, I think everyone did, didn't they? They, they won seven games in 2015, 10 in 2016, 12 in 2017. So there was a clearly a rise and a plan to what they did. And then 16 wins in 2018, including the two finals. So there was a, a pretty consistent rise across four years there. Um, obviously at the end of the Paul Ruse era into the Simon Goodwin era. So I think that it was you know, a natural sort of um, incline there 
for the D's. And last year was just the blip. It was the anomaly. It was the aberration. It was a period of time where everything went wrong. It was a disaster. There's no turning away from that. Go from top four to finish second last and only have Gold Coast below you was pretty embarrassing. But they'll be hurting from that. And I think that you mentioned Stephen May. And every premiership team is built around defence, isn't it? We hear that from coaches and, and clubs all around the country, all around the world. We hear about the, the way defence wins championships and titles and premierships. Well, I think Jake Lever and Stephen May, we barely saw them together last year. And there aren't too many better pairings around the competition in terms of defensive duos when they're up and going. So, look, granted, we want to see them both out there and, and fit and ready to go. But at their best with Neville Jetta by their side too, Michael Hibbert in the air as the third man up, Christian Salem as the kicker out of half-back. I really like what they've built across their half-back line and through that defensive group. Well, you'd hope that uh, defence would win premierships at Melbourne when two of their top three or four highest-paid players are key defenders. So that would um, that's one thing you, you would hope. Um, just in terms of the top-end pick, so Melbourne go back to the bottom of the ladder last year. They get Luke Jackson, Kaiseya Pickett. That's one thing the Hawks have never had to rely on in recent times. And I know you'll, you'll go back to Buddy and, and Jordan Lewis and those top-end guys, but their recent premierships haven't been built off top-end picks. James Warple, pick 45. Blake Hardwick, a runner-up in a best and fairest, 44. Mitch Lewis looks the goods. And let's be honest, he is showing signs to be better than any key forward prospect um, Melbourne have got. Pick 76. And James Sisley, he's an all-Australian quality halfback at pick 56. So I just think, People will say, oh, Melbourne's got all the, the top-end guys and, and players that you mentioned that looked like they were growing and improving um, to rise into that 2018 season, but they showed nothing last year. The Hawks have proven that not only have they got some top-end guys that they bring in through trades, and we'll get to them shortly, but those guys in that middle rung, um, middle to lower rung of the draft, have stood up and played roles and developed perfectly at the Hawks and, and will make the sort of the key formations of their next premiership side. I think forward lines are different everywhere you look, aren't they? And there is an argument to say that you know the, the big key forwards don't always charge through and take teams right to the top every single year. I mean, there's a lot of teams who've been able to push forward and, and actually not be on the back of a big key forward right to the, the top end. Like Tom McDonald, I think, will will be able to get back to that sort of level that we saw a couple of years ago. Jake Melksham missed a lot of footy last year. He's a quality player, Jake. And I think that we were just starting to say the best of him come out at the Demons before he was injured last year for plenty of that season. They finally got a small forward now who will be the guy at the, the feet of these players in Cozzy Pickett. They haven't had that for years. Bailey Fritch is a quality medium option who's come on from you know, from nowhere, basically. And hopefully Sam Wiedemann can get up and, and get going like he was looking like he was going to do at the end of 2018 because he was sort of emblematic of their struggles in 2019, wasn't he? We all expected the next jump to come from him and from the Demons, and it didn't quite get there at all. Well, the, the thing that I'm, I, I'm most interested in from your perspective, though, I mean, I look at Hawthorne's side, and apart from a couple of their midfielders, which you've mentioned, and all credit to them, great drafting with a couple of these players, um, James Warple was one of the great selections of the past decade, but I still look at their their list and their their best twenty two and think a, a fair few of them are past their best, aren't they? Luke Bruce, Sean Burgoyne, Jack Gunston, Ben McAvoy, Isaac Smith, Ben Stratton. Yeah, the Hawks are the third oldest list in the competition behind West Coast and Collingwood. I don't think that's um, a fair representation of where they sit in terms of the premiership race, given West Coast and Collingwood are right at the top, and Melbourne's got the youth on its side, so. I think one side is uh, is climbing up the mountain and the other one's coming down the other side. 
that's the beauty of what the Hawks have been able to do. They go to the draft, they finally get a first-round pick, and they go and get it for a guy in Will Day who's not even going to be used in, in 2020 uh, in major parts. He's a he's a pick for down the track. So the Hawks are already thinking for further down the line. And I mentioned Alistair Clarkson. I didn't want to use my trump card too oh, early, no. and I haven't even used his name yet. He's got a contract until 2022. Everything at the Hawks is built around a premiership in that time. So you talk about um, guys that they... The, the demons have been able to bring in John Patton, Sam Frost. They're ready to go and they'll, they'll help winning that premiership in the next couple of years. Haven't ever mentioned Chad Wingard. He was in and out of injury last year. Well, he's Ripping another player. Pre- I could have, he's a play, another player. I could have mentioned as being past his best too. Ripping preseason. He's only 27 now. He's got four years to run on a good contract at the Hawks. You must've been looking um, at last year's side when you, you spoke about the midfield. There's a guy by the name, uh, yeah, that's right. Tom Mitchell. He won a Brownlow medal <laughs> two years ago. And Tom Scully, he's only going to get better again. And you talk about the Tom demon. Scully's getting better. Sorry, better on last year. He, he may not reach the heights of, of GWS, but he's, only, he's going, only going to be better on what he delivered in 2019. And Clarko's made hard calls on uh, Lewis, Mitchell, Hodge in the past. He could have made those calls last year on Burgoyne, Frawley, Ricky Henderson, and Isaac Smith, but he didn't. He knows that he's got a premiership list in front of him, Cal. And you talk about um, the intangible things. Hawthorne have nine premiership players on their list. You'd have to draw a premiership cup to the Melbourne players to show them what it means. Got, they don't have one on their list. And when it came to Clarko during this off-season and this little eight-week break, he wasn't out there filming TikToks in his backyard with his kids. He was head down, bum up, working on how this club was going to win its next piece of silverware and number five in his regime at the Hawks. <laughs> Wasn't he out at the farm? <laughs> yeah, working on the premiership. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a stretch. <laughs> I'm lucky I've had myself on mute this entire time because I've just been laughing at some of the arguments posed from both of you boys. It was great work. It is a really interesting debate. Hawthorne or Melbourne, who is closer to a flag? Let us know. Have your say. Vote on afl.com.au. G'day, I'm Roy. I'm Warnie. And I'm Calvin. Together we are the traders, afl.com.au's fantasy experts. You can catch our podcast every Monday and Thursday where we look at the AFL fantasy action from the weekend and help you get set for the round ahead. All the pigs, all the cash cows, the best trades and captains with plenty of fun along the way. Grab every new episode wherever you listen to podcasts and keep clicking back to afl.com.au for more fantasy news and advice throughout the season.